Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming location. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Reese. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. We are here with a really fun guest. We have Jana Revelo. She is with the Organized Military Life, and she is on today. She wants to come tell us a little bit about how to make PSCS season a little bit less crazy and how to keep your house as you continue to move from different shaped houses in different places in an organized state as you move. So we are happy to have you on and go ahead and let you introduce yourself a little bit better. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. So my name is Jana Arevalo and I started the Organized Military Life a couple of years ago it's a blog and also um, am on Instagram and Facebook and just offering decluttering tips as well as decluttering coaching sessions for military spouses to, like you said, help with the D, uh, with the PCS process and setting up new spaces. I wish like a lot of these things that we meet people from, like it didn't exist. And it's nice yep. to see that there's like these little tidbits of blogs that are, it doesn't have to be the whole military life that you cover, but like really covering a specific area where like you get lost. I know every time we move in, especially moving here to Europe, the houses are not the same. We don't have closets. We don't have storage space. So a lot of it's like, where does anything go? And it is chaos. Yes. And I think that there's an assumption because we're military spouses and because we do it all the time that we're supposed to be experts. And nope. it's like, but no, nope. no, nope. <laughs> like I have to learn it so many times. And that is not true. Yeah. So it's definitely a skill. It's definitely, um, you know, something that you learn along the way. And I know that there's military spouses out there that feel like shame or feel bad because they don't know how to do that. And it's okay. We're not just because we're, we married into the military does not automatically make us organizing experts or, or or packing experts or moving experts in any sort of way. So it just comes with the job and you, it doesn't get easier, but you just learn tips and tricks along the way to make it smoother, hopefully. So, right. So you're you're kind of a veteran military spouse. You want to tell us a little bit about like your history, having been part of the military family? Yeah. So we're Army, and I uh, married my husband 18 years ago, and he was already in the military. So I've been a military spouse for the whole time for 18 years. We originally met in high school, but didn't date in high school. We're not high school sweethearts. We kind of met afterwards. But um, then from there, we've been through 10 PCS moves together as a family. And um, Oconus, uh, let's see, we went Hawaii, and then we've been to Guatemala. And then now we're here in Spain. So we've had some pretty cool destinations Big as the military family. Yeah, so kind of different um stations so a lot of a lot of different experiences and very cool experiences as a military spouse and then we have three kids so our oldest is a junior in high school so she will graduate next year from the American school here in Spain and then we have two middle schoolers an eighth grader and a sixth grader so that's always fun to navigate those middle school years so especially moving and starting new schools uh, this this moves fun. We're really enjoying Spain, but I, I think as the kids get older, the emotions get bigger. So it's been it's been tough in some ways just for the whole family, even though it's an exotic, great destination that we're very excited about. It still comes with very real emotions. Yeah, so. I think some of it is the the limited social. Like, yeah, they have their social with school, but if they do sports, it's the same people from school. It's all... Go- it's small. It's such a small thing. So like when you're in the States, you don't realize how much they interact with other people in the community that are outside of their school until you're in like a foreign country and you're like, oh, they can't really interact that well with the other kids, like in the neighborhoods. And they're kind of really secluded to the people in their school. So if they're not like meshing with people, I think it does become more of an issue because you're like, oh, well, (laughs) kids kind of feel that like, oh, 
I only have these choice of friends for the time being and that that does make it hard yeah yeah and and we're not really on a base here so it's we're mm. we're assigned to the embassy so not having kind of those base services can also feel isolating we actually traveled to Rota a couple of weeks ago and it's a it's a it's an actual base and it just felt like the kids were like oh it's like America <laughs> it's like thank goodness so it was just nice those kind of things so I think even even just the language is different the culture is different you know everything works differently so it's it's um it just takes a little bit of getting used to I think so we're still we're still in that process yeah it <laughs> so. does we have the same thing we our base is kind of small we're at Stuttgart and then we go up to Ramstein, the Air Force Base, and it's like mini America because they have like a mall and they have a movie theater. And it's like the kids love that. And it was funny because I was talking to one of my friends who has high schoolers and she's like, well, he all he wants to do for his birthdays is go to Chili's on Ramstein. <laughs> so they, they remember those things that, that felt like home when they were in the States. And they're like, that's all I want is to have my birthday party at that restaurant that feels like home. Yeah, exactly. Like we just I got remember like, having pizza. <laughs> it's great. <Yeah. laughs> Well, and I think also like living overseas and specifically with older kids, because there are they're they're in that time where they're starting to develop their own personalities and their wants and their own collections and things like that. So like when you are in the middle of the PCSing, um, getting them to get like rid of things, I feel is a lot more difficult than it is for like a little kid. Like we're gonna get rid of these toys. I'll get you new ones when we get there. Like it's much easier to kind of, I feel, do that with younger kids than it is older kids. Older kids are like, I know for me, like I loved books. There's no way in heck when we were moving, I wanted to give my books up. Like, no, these are my books. I want to give them up. And like it was, it would come down to like, well, you have to pick your very favorites. The rest are going to have to go somewhere else. Like we can't do this because of weight limits and things like that. Um, and we're much, they're much more opinionated when they're older about when you're going through that cycle because we all do it I feel like we all do it I mean I did it twice I moved twice last year and even after I moved in here I just did another clean through like I was like I have so much stuff like why do I have this as much stuff how do I keep accumulating all of these things it just happened when I just moved not even six months and I'm like how how so how is what are some like good tips to prepare for PCS and like let's start there like I think where what are some things that you can do kind of continuously to be prepared because we all know like some PCSs can come up like within 30 days like out of the blue hey you're moving to Alaska and you are not prepared for it so what are some things that maybe spouses can do throughout the year to kind of like maybe not like kind of help with like maybe not having that built-up anxiety of like oh my gosh I have so much to do and I have so little time yeah, I think trying to take it all on in, in uh, yeah, one month, but even when you have orders six months out, it can feel so overwhelming. So I think part of it, I, I saw a bunch of uh, over the holidays, people said, pack your stuff for Christmas or like after Christmas, when you're taking it down, pack it as though you're going to PCS. I think that's true for any new season or a new holiday. And also take that time, like if you're opening up a tub to put your Christmas decorations back in and there's decorations you didn't use that year, go ahead and get rid of them. <laughs> like that's just, yep. just, just, you didn't use them. You don't like them. They're broken or they're whatever that you wouldn't, if you wouldn't buy it in the store right now, it's okay. Just they, somebody will use them and just try to take those opportunities when you're already kind of switching something out or already taking stock of your stuff to take a moment to declutter it's, and yeah, um, so that's another. super smart because on our move here we were uh, decorating for Christmas this year and came to find that some of our ornaments I got broken and that was our fault because we didn't package them correctly and they just had a crate so they didn't go through the stuff they're like oh it's already packaged because we didn't know we were moving so the Christmas before our orders were really quick like we came upon them in August and we were moving in September November whatever it was like towards the end of that month it was like really, really fast. And so we didn't think to go through our Christmas stuff <laughs> and they just took the crate and the crate went and we got stuff that when we were opening it this year that I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Like that did not plan <laughs> yeah. ahead. Yeah. I definitely yeah, went through my so stuff just... this year. Like I threw, I got yeah. rid of everything that I didn't use. I was like, there's why, why am I keeping this? And I got rid of all of it. And it was like, this is nice. And now everything's nicely packed and ready to go. So like, if we end up leaving earlier than we are expecting, then we're 
at least that stuff is good. So that's a great tip because I did not do that in the past. And this was the first year I did that. And it it went really well. That that tip is yes. super amazing. And like, I yeah. wish I had had that tip before we moved because they do, like Ashley was saying, sometimes PCSs, they are just very sudden. Like we had full intentions of staying in North Carolina infinitely. Like there was just no, no hint that there was going to be a move in the future. And then all of a sudden it, it came down like, hey, this contract's coming up. We're going to move to it. And yeah. I wish I had, and I think it, luckily we haven't found a whole lot of anything else that's been broken, but there were a lot of things that were in crates and it's like, thank goodness most of it got here because that's one of the things with PCS movers. If you have it prepackaged, they don't look, they're just like, okay, this one's already in a box. They just say it's box and they tap it, tape it up. Um, Yeah. I, I, there, I know that it's changed so many times, but I Mm -hmm. think that is more the norm now. It used to be like, they would repack your tubs. They would like open it, go through it and repack it. You're like, no. (laughs) <laughs> like yep. I already don't like they, they would but yeah for sure because I feel like in the past like even just maybe like even seven years ago like if you had anything packaged whether it was Christmas decorations or you packed something up they did open it and either took everything out and put it in one of their boxes or at least look to see what it was in to make sure it was stuff that could be packed packed up and put on their containers um and this past move for me and we have a bunch of like totes that mostly is holiday decor and stuff. And they didn't, they didn't look at all. Um, mm-hmm. They just wrote, they, they wrote how many totes we had. And then they wrote that they just taped them. And so I feel like that's also kind of a, like if anything's broken inside that tote, they're not responsible for it though. And some will go as far as writing like packed by owner. Some don't. I mm-hmm. I I feel like ours have generally been kind of lazy. <laughs> not oh, yeah. not in a bad way, but like I mean I don't, I feel like ours err on the side of like eh. But I have heard that people will put put on there like uh, packed by owner. They take responsibility or like yep. you have to sign off on it. We mm-hmm. haven't personally seen that, but I you know just be careful of that kind of thing. If you're like no no no, because I, I, I had to tell a couple. I was like no 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 that all is fragile. It needs to be packed. It needs to be wrapped. <laughs> like I did not do that. So please do that, especially coming here to this move. So yeah. Um, yeah, that would be probably one tip is just switching over the seasons and every time take that opportunity to declutter. So you don't, so you can almost like check it off in your brain. Nope. I already did that. I already did that. I don't have to go through that. That one's fine. Um, I think another big one would be your paperwork. Um, I think that's where people get really overwhelmed and really kind of, you know, it can get overwhelming to keep all that stuff together. So to make sure that you not only have hard copies of what you need hard copies of, but then also digital copies, because more and more this move, especially a lot of people accepted the digital copies. They were like, sure, just email it. And so I would have it right there on my phone boop, and send it over. I was never so, offered a digital copy. I will say on top of that, take photos of the top copy because those under copies that are your copies are barely legible and that was kind of our issue was is we couldn't like they gave everything and we had a couple things that were missing from this move thankfully it wasn't anything major um but we couldn't like we couldn't read like we couldn't read to see where it was or anything like that and then encourage those those whoever's doing the um inventory like writing everything down like they actually use detail that was another issue what we ran into this past year was like they just put like kitchen stuff but they didn't mark in it like air fryer toaster things like that so when we went to go do a claim they're like well and I was like well no well here this is this is what this is the picture of the damage this was not that way you guys wrote down all the damage before you left it wasn't damaged so this will be just because they didn't write there was an air fryer in this box that's not my fault. So, um, yeah, but yeah. I definitely and learned there's that some, there's some really cool things as far as like inventory, uh, some cool like QR feature codes and things like that. If you want to get like real down to the nitty gritty, I don't because <laughs> I think that that would just stress me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, trying to be organized and trying to do that, I think you can go to a level that it may not, you know, it just, it's your comfort level, but they do have some really cool things that you could like boop, take a picture and it'll list out the whole, like what's inside the box and all that. But it's very hard to do if you have people packing you up yourself and they're doing it so rapidly and quickly. So those probably are better for like a Diddy move or something like that. 
coming overseas that I couldn't you know, there's no way you could be there's, in all the you rooms had, You at had once. people in like all different types of rooms. Yeah, there's yeah. no way to kind of really keep up with it. Yeah, yeah, it really, and they do, they don't, yeah, they'll just kitchen or whatever. And so you're kind of like, well, <laughs> I hope that it is what it is. So the, uh, This is just so fresh in my brain because we, we PCS six months ago. But the other thing that I noticed over all of our moves is also like each company is very different in terms of like what they do. So like I have a lot of antique furniture and so I wanted it listed as like, this is a high value thing. And this past move, they're like, well, we can't put anything unless you have an actual appraisal that it says it is worth this price. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I just want it notated that this is a antique piece of furniture and that, you know, if it's damaged, like, I just want to note that the whole company should know that this is not going to be easily replaced if you damage it. Um, yeah. And then we even had like a grandfather clock. We told them when they called us for our initial thing and they never sent the person out to, like, they had to send out a separate person to package that item and they never came out. So like, we kind of were just like, well, we'll take the mechanism out ourselves because it didn't work. It was, it's just there for pretty. Um, but they were like, okay, well, we're going to put on here that you guys did this. And we're like, well, we have to do this because you're taking the stuff today. You got, you guys didn't do this. Like you yeah, didn't send yeah. the packages up per your company requirements. So I feel like, no, I feel like one thing is, is no matter how much research you do on, on moving, it's going to be different in every, every one, every mm-hmm. single one's going yeah. Us too. Everything's been different. You can like know all the rules and regulations upside down, backwards and forwards, but what happens on that day is <laughs> who knows, you know? So, um, I had a friend who's same, kind of the same thing, had a, uh, grand piano, very like her, I think it was her grandmother's grand piano just went over and over and over. Do not, this is the most important thing. Like, this is it. This is the thing that you do not do. They dropped it. It broke. Oh. I mean, she was in tears. <gasps> Oh, yeah. No. And, and I think had she done it again, she probably maybe would have like hired somebody special to do it. But like, you know, how are you supposed to know that? And how are you supposed and to plan it- for that? And how, are, so it's like, there's just certain things that I hate to say, but it's almost like, I don't know. I think that's where I felt like I kind of came in as a de- decluttering and like for people's stuff. Cause it's just like, you have to almost have this distance with stuff as a military spouse yeah. and they ask or have you a to just kind of like, yeah. Or, ha- and it's like it's every not, move, it's almost like, it's like, it's not fair. Right? Yeah. It's, like, well, it's, like, like, that's, it's one of those yeah. things where like, you also are like at the same time, like why have really nice things when you know that there's the possibility to have like them ruined or destroyed and then not get full funding back. Like every move we have, like I have this one piece upstairs that um was my grandmother's and, but it has this bubble glass that like, there's no way, like if the glass gets broken, there's no way that I can get it fixed. They just don't make glass like that anymore. And, um, or if they did, it's going to cost me too much money. I don't even want to think about it. And, you know, every move, I'm always like, this has to be like, I don't care if you wrap 30 blankets around it, like you're wrapping 30 blankets around it. Like if you break this glass, this is the one piece that I want to like survive. And, but at the same time, like, you know, I've always talked like with like my family and stuff, like, you know, if we move like overseas, I'm not taking any of this stuff with me. Like either A, it's coming to you to stay in the garage or I'm paying for a, a, um, a storage unit because like, I just don't want to risk. I mean, the amount of people who've just lost everything in a move, whether it's the container caught on fire, it got lost, fell off a boat, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it happens. I've known at least, at least five people. And that it feels like a lot of people. Like I've personally known who have lost their entire household stuff in the PCS move it happens and and it's it's tragic and (laughs) like in a way that you probably can't explain to people and it's just like one of another one of those things that they kind of expect you to just 
handle or be like okay with that possibility yep. <laughs> yeah, right like, like here's oh, the okay. money that we've decided is the value of your thing oh, yeah. your life and that's like the biggest <laughs> thing yeah. Like, yeah they don't ever yeah, the like they don't give you the value like they uh our move to alaska they ripped the arm of my couch like when they cut open the paper off of it and it like sliced the arm like horizontally so not like it would be like easy to stitch or anything like that and they gave me a 200 dollars credit for a couch that costs like two thousand yep. dollars and i was just like you're lucky that this wasn't my main couch and like what i i ended up stitching it because we, we were e4s like you didn't have money <laughs> to buy a new couch so i stitched it and then like laid like like just a blanket laid over that arm for like a solid two years and yeah yeah you just kind of like learn to deal with it and mm -hmm. i think as you go on you kind of learn like we got a new dining room table i wanted we had one it was falling apart we had had it forever it was literally like i was like nobody could sit in these chairs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like they're gonna they're gonna hurt themselves so we had to go get another one but our biggest consideration every single time was like like we're not going to pay three thousand dollars for a dining room table like we're just not going to do that so we'd walk into these furniture stores and just kind of say no i mean and so we ended up at ikea fine great it, you know and if so if something happened to it if it gets scratched if it gets dropped if it whatever i'm sure this table will last forever <laughs> you know now but um I'm like, I'm just, I can't, we can't do that as you, you learn as you go along to get that furniture that either you don't like care about, or you're not going to be heartbroken if something happens. I think, I think that's why, and so I, I mean, I think not to say some people don't, some people do yeah. invest in it, but I think it creates a tension and anxiety. That I think that's also every move. military spouses, why we're also kind of like thrifty, like, you know, especially like people PCS and all the time, like people are getting rid of things when they move and things like that. So it's a lot easier to find things at military bases. I feel like in my opinion, but like, I, I would say everything but my bedroom set has been either given to us by family or was thrifted. Yeah, we're... Yeah, we're the same. We we just started replacing furniture as we were, were kind of like, well, we're kind of getting to this age of like, we should probably have real furniture. But even then, it's not, we found it on Marketplace, maybe for a really good deal, or we, you know, we just, we know, we're like, it's, yeah. we, we just After can't, this last <laughs> can't to can't Germany, it, so. we sold like everything. So pretty much everything we own now is Ikea. So it's like, yep. I feel like I'm living in cardboard furniture. It's like, it's here, <laughs> it's not very steady, but it'll, it'll last while we're here. Well, and this, for us, this was a very interesting move. So we're, we're with the embassy and we're in the housing pool here, which is not a normal thing for military. So this isn't my furniture and none of this is mine. <laughs> so we showed up to this house and we were provided the furniture. So it's very different. Um, and then as far as like our stuff, we were only allowed to bring 5,000 pounds. So Oh, we had to pick and choose yeah we because we so we didn't bring any of our furniture so it pretty much bring you know everything else but I really cut deep on what we were bringing because I don't know do you know what 5,000 pounds looks like you know oh, like, not a I mean, lot you know? <laughs> right I know so it's like okay you know so I really cut down a lot on what we were bringing and then it's interesting too you get to a new space and it's like well, this isn't my furniture. I didn't have these drawers before, or I didn't have this cabinet before. So it changes like everything. So this has been a really interesting one for us as well, just as far as that goes. But, yeah. um, but it feels like that in every new house. It's like, yeah. you know, you get, a, a, like you said, a new closet and whatever bins or basket you had in there before, all of a sudden those don't fit there. So now you're like, well, great. <laughs> Where am yeah, I going to put this and how's this going to work? So. I'm definitely one of those guilty ones where like I kind of redecorate every time we move, like buy new curtains because like one house had four windows, one house only has one. And like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to hold on to all these curtains or I'm not going to hold on to this because it doesn't fit in this house. So I end up getting rid of it. So I typically will go and like re decorate now obviously like our furniture is the same like I was so worried like I didn't think our bedroom set was gonna fit in our room upstairs and we made it work but I was like when we got here I was like oh this is gonna be tight um uh, with two dressers a king bed two nightstands like I don't know it's it's gonna fit but we made it work but I'm I'm 100 percent 
a one of those military spouses where when we move, I'm going and looking for things to make the new home feel like home because my stuff doesn't fit in there. And I that I know that's not feasible for everybody. Um, but you can do it with some you thrifty. Can do it. I mean, like yeah. there's like some like you said, we can be thrifty and you yeah. can you know figure you can out do how it to over make... time too. Like I'm still yeah, doesn't have to be like my once. room. Like I have no artwork up in my room right now. We've been here for six months. And I just still haven't found something that I like. The artwork that I used to have in my room is now down in the living room. And so um, just because of the space. And so, you know, I'm still looking for something. But then at the same time, I'm like, we're going to be here for another year and a half, like a year and a half, maybe shorter. Um, and some kind of like, maybe I should stop looking for things until our next move. <laughs> but anyone who knows I, me yeah. personally knows that I like to shop. So that's probably not going to happen. So... <laughs> yeah but it's hard I mean it, like you said like you'll have this big giant wall in this one house and then you get somewhere else and it's like uh, it's just yeah so you have to become kind of crafty with what you're doing and how you're setting it up so, so what are some of your tips yeah, on like, managing very, very that I know you talked about like decluttering and that's obviously a huge thing is like get rid of it if it doesn't fit and you don't need it then also yeah. get rid of it but you have other tips that are really and really good for that new transition into a home um, I think, I think kind of, I was touching on a little bit, but if you are going to buy bins and baskets, containers and all that stuff, um, you don't need to buy bins and baskets and containers always. Sometimes good decluttering can do it, but if you like that and you like, um, some good, some good containers like that, just try to buy them where you think you can reuse them in different spaces and in different places. So if it's very, very specific to this one bathroom and it's kind of a weird size, I don't know. I, I'd almost pass on it and be like, well, or just consider, could I turn it? Can I use it this way? Could I use it in the kitchen? Can I use it? So if you're those kind of things, they can add up, they can be very, very expensive. So that that would be probably one of my biggest things. I have baskets here that I used when my 17 year old daughter was a baby. Like those were her baby clothes baskets. And in every house, they've been something different now. <laughs> so they've been, you know, they've gone from the kitchen, they've been in laundry rooms, they've been in pantries. And so we just, I think those kind of things be mindful when you're, when you're buying those kind of things, because they will switch. And also buying things that won't break like we were talking about yeah, i was gonna add that make quality, sure the durable i think a lot of people yeah, go quality. to and i did it would go to dollar tree and get the like plastic ones and i'm like this is great and then it gets dropped by somebody and it's got to crack down and so you throw that one away you can't get a replacement because dollar tree changes their stuff every week like the different colors different whatever so i yeah yes. i wish i'd gotten more woven baskets to start with because eventually i end up having to just replace them into that kind of system yeah so. Yeah. And same with, same with like Tuesday morning or Marshall's or I love TJ Maxx. Like I miss all those stores so much, but like you said, you'll find two baskets of that and there's nothing that matches and you won't ever find them again. And there's some random brand or something like that. So more, more, I mean, if you're in the States, like Walmart, Target, they're going to have like the same brands, the same sizes, the same thing. So if something does break, you could probably easily replace it where you don't have to replace the entire system of what you were using. And then, um, you know, another thing is kind of ask yourself, what, what is your organizing system? What's the best organizing system for you? And for some people that's going to look, it's going to look different for everybody. So some people like to get down to the nitty gritty and they're only calm and chi, you know, if everything is hyper micro organized and they have categories and labels on everything. And some people that would not be uh, manageable or they would not be able to maintain it and it would just be adding stress. So make sure that you're kind of asking yourself, well, like what really works for me and my family? For me, I am not a hyper organizer. You know, I'm not micro organizing because my family won't find it. If I put it in a bin, in a bin, in a bin, even if it's labeled, I mean, they're going to open a door and be like, I don't see it. You know, they do, <laughs> they do that anyway. <laughs> so I have to kind of like create systems that my goal always with my family is for them to not ask me. <laughs> so yeah. if they can find it without me asking or without them asking me, I've, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So um, my kids, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take my like energy and file fold all their clothes and make them perfect and 
nope, we're not doing that. And I'm <laughs> so like those kind of things I think would be going into a new move or coming out of a house kind of so you can set yourself up for success on the next on the next one you know like don't go into it thinking well I'm going to be the home edit in this new house (laughs) and so you start in on these projects and then you've just done nothing but create stress for you for your family for your spouse because they can't find anything (laughs) so just kind of be realistic take stock of how your family operates and yeah because we do we all operate differently I think yeah because mine is I like baskets, but they have to be for very specific things because otherwise everything in my mind is, if it's out of sight, it doesn't exist. So then it's like, I don't know where it is. If I stuck something in a basket just to toss it out so that nobody can see it when they come to the house, days later, I'll be like, where did that go? I know it was on the couch last I saw it. It is just gone from my mind. So we are a little bit cautious about baskets. It kind of stays to like the things that need to stay out of sight. Like you're talking like swimsuits and stuff like that, where it's winter that goes in a basket. That's fine. Cause I know it what's in that basket, but I'm not going to be looking in it regularly. So we minimize our storage, things like that. And everything is kind of a lot more visible. You guys can't see behind us, but like even our board games are just like on shelves where it's open. Cause then everybody can mm-hmm. see and know what's there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because your kids won't play with it or they won't use it if it's, yeah. I mean, it might be beautiful. And, and so, and I mean, and that too, like if that, again, if that creates calm in your house to have that aesthetic and you know that, go for it. There's nothing wrong with it either way. It's just, you got to be realistic with, like you said, if you can't find it, <laughs> yeah. nobody in the house can find it. But it, well, it's- I did something like a little bit opposite. So I had like those like plastic drawer, like tote things like storage like the plastic ones mm-hmm. um for like all of our art supplies and like things like that and we had to keep replacing them because they kept getting broken because they're not sturdy and so I was you know um right before my husband went on this training training um thing I was like I've got to get this stuff organized because right now it's just all these like drawers just stacked up and can't find anything things and things like that and I was like, well, maybe I'll just get like an old dresser and, and store it that way. So like it's out of sight, but I know where everything is. And then we were like, well, you know, let's change that because then we still don't know where it's at. We still have to dig for things. We don't know what's there. So we ended up doing like a garage shelf and then doing little bins of, so all the glue is in a bin, all of the fabrics in a bin, all the um paper, like craft supplies are in a bin. And so now it's like, mom, I need paper. Great. Go grab the paper bin, go grab the marker bin, go grab the paint bin. And so it's so much more organized and it's not like falling, like that's all, like you can't see it, but behind me is a curtain and behind the curtain is like the shelving um, with all those bins on it. And it just worked out so much better. And I was like, why haven't we done this in the past? Like, it's just been drawers. The drawers get too heavy. They break, they crack because there's just so much stuff stuffed in there. We're a big crafty family. So like, that's kind of, we have a lot of craft supplies. And so, but I also went through it. Like I should have gone through it before our move. I did go through it before I moved, but I didn't go like through, through it. Like I just kind of took out like the things that like we just weren't usable anymore. And so I had to go through it again. I was like, we, I got rid of like a whole trash bag of stuff. So I'm like, this is just not usable or we won't ever use this. So like either taking it to scouts to donate it for if it's a craft supplier, finding a different use for it where it's no longer in my house. And it felt great because it wasn't causing me stress because like the clutter was causing me stress. So you do yeah. have to do what's best for you. Like what works for me isn't going to work for Sabrina. And what for Sabrina isn't maybe going to work for someone else. So like you do have to find your, your yeah. way. That you kind of have to know you. how your family operates. And, but sometimes like I laugh because so in this house, well, okay, I'll back up. Like two houses ago, we came in the front door, right? So we came in the front door was our main entrance and that was the drop zone. So I created a whole thing at the front door and the keys and the whatever. Well, then the next house, it was the back door. <laughs> so it's like, well, that just switched our whole system. And then there, I never really had a good drop zone. It was just everybody's shoes collected because it was, there wasn't a natural place. It was weird, but the, it was natural to where we parked and where people would come in and out. And in this house, we come in the kitchen door. So it's like, well, now I have to create a whole new system. So it's, it's learning how your family operates and what's going to work for, you know, for you. If shoes, if shoes all over the floor is going to drive you crazy, well, you got to create a system, you know, where everybody can manage it and everybody can do it. If you don't care about that, then don't worry about it. Who cares? Just move on, move on to the next system. So, 
And then as you were talking, I remembered uh, another tip is Ziploc bags, <laughs> all those craft supplies. We Ziploc all of them before the movers came because they will dump all of that into a box mm -hmm. and not care. <laughs> so, yep. so yes, that was one thing. Anything that, like, small, yeah. Do have any? Yes, any like categories. Like your junk doors. You yep, junk yep. doors. <laughs> uh, if like whatever you're keeping in your junk drawer after you go through it, I've like I did the same thing. I put it in a Ziploc bag. Um, actually, mine was more like a a tote bag that I put everything in it, and then I tied the tote bag like closed so that way it wouldn't like spill out. But I knew like, oh, this was everything that I keep in my junk drawer because of whatever reason, like lighters for candles, things like that. Um, but yeah, they will just dump stuff. Yes, they will dump everything. So yeah, I I don't know how many Ziploc bags I opened and like kept to reuse, but they're sitting like in another I'm like, oh, we will reuse these the next move because they, yeah, that that's obnoxious. And I'm a person like, I'm like unpack when they come. I'm like, just unpack everything, get these boxes out of here. For me, it the boxes stress me out. So, but then when they dump everything and they have a, you know, there's no like, attention given then. Yeah, it's and worse. it's everything, like jewelry. Like if you have jewelry that you're not physically taking with you, and even if it's like in a jewelry box, it's going to get like tossed around. So you finding a system on how you want to like have that moved is like the as, best yeah, way to do it. As far as jewelry like, though too, they may not take it. They, Dustin had to argue with them period to take it because I was like, I can't put this in my suitcase. Like all this jewelry is going really? to make my suitcase way too heavy. And they were like, well, we can't. And then he had to just sign something because my stuff is just costume jewelry. I was like, there's nothing in there of value to me. I never had them say they wouldn't take jewelry. No, nope, but I've they, also they, like, looked at the jewelry time. box and they were like, if it's in there, we can't take the box. And we were like, okay. Oh, no. So then we find, he just like, can I just sign saying that you're not responsible for the jewelry going missing? Because like, we're, we, it needs to go and we're not going to just get rid of it. And I, it's not See, going in my suitcase. And that's where I like that's has to be dependent on the company because I've never dealt with that, but I have always like I've either always like I've either used a tackle box in the past where I put like the the necklaces individually, or I've used cling wrap where I've laid them down and rolled it, laid it down and rolled it so it doesn't get tangled. Um, but typically I I feel but I'm also kind of like always put the the jewelry like that stuff like in a a container that's already packed. So maybe that's how I've gotten around it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I had my jewelry boxes on my dresser this past move, but I could be wrong. But um, I don't remember. I've always gotten jewelry in, but I think I've always packed it and then I put it into another container that they just kind of picked up and stuck in a box. So like a like a yeah, it was little definitely weird because I was like that I can't just add more things to my no because that's what does this get heavy. Everything else is gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, they wouldn't pack mine either. Any coins, jewelry, flammable, liquid. They were like, especially coming overseas. They, yeah. These movers were meticulous. I've had others that packed up stuff that I was like, you should have never packed that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but normally that's, you know, in the States, but overseas they were on it. And so was, if you know that. Company, even the same company. I had one funny. packer who packed up like bathroom stuff in one bathroom. And I'm like, oh, and I didn't think they would pack it up. Like I was figuring like, oh, whatever they leave, we'll just, we, Fortune was a very short PCS. So it was only a four hour drive. So whatever we couldn't, whatever didn't get packed, we were just going to throw in our vehicles. Um, But they packed up, they wouldn't pack up the other bathroom stuff. And then some, someone packed up some cleaning stuff, but then the other cleaning stuff didn't get packed. Like, it was very odd. Like it was one, same company, but each person was a little bit different um so I was just kind of like whatever but <laughs> like it yeah, is what it is I, like, but typically I normally take any of the liquids out just because I've had spills and I've had yeah. things like I think I had a whole thing show up like just smelling like vinegar and I was like oh and then you know yeah. I had another thing covered in like the scentsy wax or whatever and I was like oh yeah yes. especially <laughs> longer moves like if you're moving where it's gonna have to sit in a truck especially especially during like summer months if you have anything candles things like that where it's likely that they could melt it's safe to either a just give it to a friend and restock up when you get somewhere sell it if it's a new candle sell it if it's something new um but at this but it will ruin your stuff because it's gonna melt it's gonna get jostled and it's gonna go everywhere and 
then you have yeah. other stuff that you have to replace when you could have just replaced one candle or one um I've always get rid of food um I never like I bring I usually pack spices because that's stuff that has a long shelf life but anything other than that usually is you know given to another military spouse friend like hey I'm moving here yeah here. our neighbors I feel like Not it's always our food. neighbors or our, our really good friends like they they get plants they get cleaning supplies <laughs> they get extra food it's like man here it's like Christmas you get to anything that's in my house that's left you can just take <laughs> yep yeah, I think it's expensive, we... but yeah, it can get expensive to do that, but it, I think it's worth it. And, and if, if you do have a spill or you do have something like that, you just, you don't want to deal with that when you get into a new house, you don't want to have to be cleaning things or doing things on top of everything else you're going to have to do. So, yeah. And then there's like <laughs> kind of knowing what you can and can't take, like, like plants, like plants aren't something that they'll pack. And yeah. like, yeah, the, kind of, the if whole, you're not moving very far, I would keep my plants because I love my plants, yeah. but yeah. So I, I, uh, thankfully my kids went to my in-laws during our move. And so I was able to put all of the plants in my vehicle. Um, and like I said, it was only a four hour drive. So like I was able to keep all mine, but like if we moved further than that and we were not driving, um, or if I had the kids with me, I would have had to been more selective on what I was bringing with me. Now we did get a U-Haul because my husband has a like a motorcycle, so we we got a U a small U-Haul to haul that up. So I could have put the plants in the U-Haul, but I ended up just putting it in my car, so I knew that they were safe. But um, you know, if we move overseas or something, I'm just kind of like, what am I gonna? I'm, who am I gonna give all my plants to? Am I gonna sell them? Am I gonna just give them to family? Because thankfully, I'm I'm fairly close to family, um, or friends. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh, but it costs so much money to have yeah. all these. It is a lot. So I know they don't, they don't quite make up for it. The amount of every move, I don't think. No, I, <laughs> so, no they don't. No, it's always, like you said, curtains, bar stools. Um, yeah. All of the condiments, all everything like that, that, that make, you know, make having to buy shower rods. So. Yeah. Shower curtains when you never had a a house that had shower curtains it was always like a glass door like there's so many different things that go into it that you know like here we don't have a fence we had to buy an invisible fence for our dogs so that like we could at least contain them to the yard um and that was like 250 dollars that we're like well we have to do it because this our mm -hmm. smallest dog is just a wanderer and he loves just to be outside so um yeah you, there's just yeah, always yeah. something every house is different every think, yes. especially if you move international there's so many things that are different that you have to change yep. so like curtains that you have in the states are not what work here there are a lot of them are like clip up into this already pre-installed things um you may have brought a towel for each person but you're gonna get here and your stuff isn't gonna get here for months and you go months yep. you're like oh we have to buy new towels we need sheets for the loaner furniture we need and that, I mean, just all that adds up. We just had a friend move into or down the neighborhood and she was like, I just want to borrow all this stuff from everybody. And luckily, you know, the military community is really good. She's like, I don't, she has five kids. She's like, I don't want to have to buy an entire house worth of linen for my house again. She's like, right now I just need it until my stuff gets here. So yeah, because the, yeah, the military we, will loan yeah. you furniture and dishes but anything else that's like cloth that you're just responsible but it doesn't it doesn't matter because yeah. like you know when we our very first move overseas our stuff got like I don't know what happened to it but we were without our stuff for five months I mean I remember sleeping on a loner bed but like my mom like again we didn't have a lot of money where there's three of us you know we slept in sleeping bags like we had sleeping bags and that's what we slept in for five months until we got our stuff and it's just what it was like we didn't go buy new bedding or anything like that because we had everything coming um and we didn't think it would take five months it just did I don't I don't remember exactly why there was a really valid reason why it was like my dad was deployed so he was getting the communications but he wasn't like responding in like an appropriate amount of time because a it was back in 2000 so there wasn't the typical like communications nowadays um where they could easily get onto an email um, uh, as well as, um, just transit issues. Like that's another thing. And, you know, yeah. there's so many different things that can, can cause delays. So you have to, I don't know. I've always gotten in with the mindset that like, like, I know, like 
my next move, I probably want to update my towels just because all of my towels are just kind of like starting to get to that like stage where it starts to become like wipe up the floor when there's like a spill, the dog's towels when they get out of the bathtub type of thing. And so I always kind of have that mindset. Like when we moved here, I knew I wanted new, new curtains. Um, They weren't fitting. The ones I had weren't fitting my vibe or anything like that. So I knew that that was already something that I wanted to do. So I had already started either a, when I knew we were moving, buying those or having that money set aside going like, I know I'm going to have to buy this when I move. Um, and I know what I want type of thing. Um, but if it's a short move, you never know. Like you don't know, you don't have time to save up those funds and stuff like that. So obviously like talking world, yeah, but it's been doing this for 15 plus years, right? So I can see if that's an issue with us, it's an issue with the new people. And I can see that's why you started your blog and like your business. So I want you to kind of tell us a little bit more about like what you do with your blog and like how you are helping military spouses, because if 15 year old, you know, we've been in forever. It seems like we've done this hundreds of times. It feels like, so like there are people out there that are definitely struggling more than us as they're just starting and learning how to do PCSs and changes. Yeah. So with the blog, it's mostly decluttering and organization tips. And I love writing about it. I love, um, I kind of like digging into the digital side of things too. Um, and just getting organized digitally. It's kind of a new thing for me. So I love sharing all of those kind of tips. Um, because becoming a blogger, I had to get on the internet and the computer and use all of that kind of stuff more and realized how out of whack my systems were. So I'm, I'm always learning and then sharing that. But as far as virtual decluttering sessions or declutter sessions, I can help people, you know, just simply kind of create calm or create a list if they're PCSing because you get all of those plates spinning in the air and you have so many things going on. You don't even know where to start. So with experience and with those kind of things, you know, everybody's moves different, just like everybody's space is different, but I can be um, a helping hand through that if somebody really doesn't know where to start or is really having a struggle with letting things go. If they're feeling overwhelmed, if they're feeling, I don't know, some sort of shame about their stuff or feeling like this is too much um, to, to start or to implement because I think it's real easy for us to say, yeah, you just do it. You just go, you just put it on the truck and go. But I think there are people out there and there are military spouses out there who do struggle mm -hmm. with clutter and who struggle with overwhelm. <clears throat> and it's not, it's not talked about a whole lot again, because I think we're expected to be these soldiers in this whole thing and be able to do it and be able to turn around a house and whip it up in two weeks. And there's people that, that do struggle with that and, and don't feel like maybe they don't have a place in that or don't have a voice in that. So, and I can help, you know, declutter with that and have helped military spouses to get a hold of, you know, how do I let go of this or how can I make this decision? And maybe for some people, it's also having a conversation with their families of no, do not give me more yeah. stuff because I, we are a military family. We're going to be moving. I, I had one client that she had several family members pass away. And so it was out of obligation. She just kept their stuff and it, it was causing, um, you know, money because they were overcharging. They were over their weight allowance allowance every time it was causing strife, you know, with um, the spouse and the other family members because it just had way too much stuff. But, you know, it's a real, that's a real emotion, of course. Like, it feels horrible to get rid of somebody's stuff, you know, when it's like you're mm -hmm. holding on to a piece of them. So I think, I think, and then it's, I think for military spouses too, you leave your home and you leave those memories and you leave your life. So s stuff can very much feel like you're holding on to a piece of that where, you know, I can kind of help guide through and say, you know, the memories are always going to be there. This, this one shirt or this, one, this one picture frame is not going to replace that memory. It's just, you know, it's just a part of it, but letting it go is not going to make that that memory go away. So I think that that's where coming in and kind of helping with the, those kind of emotions um, as, as a person who's gone through it. And as a person that has moved 10, 11 times and can tell you it's going to be okay. It's going to, it's, yeah, it's and hard I, and it's a struggle. I can see it's uh, be the okay. service being super helpful because we've met over the last four years of the podcast, a lot of women who have 
become part of the military community a lot later in life. So then they are having had already these houses that are established for a long period of time where we came in as teenagers, basically, you know, we've been a part of it the whole time. So we've learned, I learned the first PCS from Hawaii to Germany, get rid of everything like that. We just knew to downsize, but there are some that are coming in and they're like, I have had this stuff since high school. I've kept it because it fit in the storage where we were. And it, these, these ones that are coming in. And I think unfortunately due to the, the circumstances of our world, there are going to be more people coming into the military um, that had been in previous careers, right? So they're going to have different lifestyle from a lot of us that came in and have been part of it for a long time. So I can see the service, like they're just going to be a lot of overwhelm in a lot of different circumstances coming up, I think. I mean, I'm definitely- Yeah, that's I a was really, thinking... really good point. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's and a good- That's a good, that is a really good point. Cause there are a lot of, we've, we have noticed that trend of like, there's a lot of later coming in who already have established households and things like that. And I know I was one of those spouses where like my grandparents passed away um, before I got married. So we were engaged and things like that. And we did get a lot of furniture from them, which was great because it helped us like not having to buy furniture for our own places because we we did like we are technically high school sweethearts. Um, but and it took me way too long to let things go. And uh, we were laughing because like I have my childhood like kids table. And it's, we don't use it. It is so big and bulky and it just takes up all this space. And I finally, I finally was just like, you know what? Like, let's just get rid of it. And my husband's like, thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> like, finally. And it's still sitting over in the corner right now just because like, I don't, like he has the truck. So like to get rid of it or anything like that. It's not like I painted it a couple years ago for my son just to match his room um, and it's just, it, it's old. It's not very safe. Um, and my mom made a comment about like, you know, like, do you still have it? I was like, I do still have it. But you know, honestly, like my kids are getting to the age where like Claire, yeah, could still use it, but like, does she No, like it just takes up so much space and it's always such a hassle to find a home for it. Um, when we move, because it's, I mean, it's the size of a desk. Um, with two benches and it's just so big. And so, um, I've, I've started to slowly get rid of some of the things that like I accumulated from my grandmother. Cause I took so much because unfortunately she was a hoarder and she had so much stuff. And so over the years, like I was given her, um, dining set, like her fancy dining set. Have I used it once in the last 16 years I was married? No. No, I did not. So I finally was like, mom, do you want this? I don't use it. She's like, yeah. So I took it up to her. I was like, what else do you want of this stuff? Like, I don't use it. Take it, take it all. Like the only thing I kept was the crystal rock glasses. Cause that's the only thing we used. And so like, it's okay. And that's it. Like, that's yeah. Offer it, you it back to, to your ask family. yourself. Like yep. what is my life that I'm creating now? And even for those spouses that are coming in, it doesn't mean you're like, getting rid of your whole former self or anything like that. I mean, of course not, but is your life and is who you are in your things or is it, you know, in what you do and how you make people feel and how like people feel around you? Because I would argue that that's probably more who you are (laughs) than, you know, your dishware or your, your China. Um, And then I would also argue, you know, like, China's a big one, right? Everybody gets their set of China and they don't use it. But I would almost say, just use it. Why not use it? Why not at Christmas? Just break it out and be like, nope, we use it every Christmas because I bet that that's something your kids would remember. It would be a memory that you actually used it. Which is, so, and that's why I took my grandmother's because we use it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I was like, I want to keep that tradition. But like, mm-hmm. we rarely are home. I mean, we, we usually... Mm, I would say eight out of 10 times we're normally going to someone else's house for Christmas. Um, And then if we have someone come to Christmas, it's usually not anything like super big and grand like it had been like when I was a kid. And that's just because my husband's family is just not like the really big, like uh, fancy Christmas dinner type of people. And that's fine. Uh, But I was like, it just it's taking up. It's a whole big tote box. It's just taking up space. I know my mom will use it. My mom would absolutely use it. So I was like, why don't you take it? You use it when we come and visit and things like that. And 
you know, it's one of those. And that's such a gift. I mean, that's such a gift that you probably gave her, you know, that she's like, oh, wow, I can use this. And it probably a gift to yourself too, because you probably had some feelings about like, I don't use it and it's in a tote box and it's taking up space and I got to. I got to be stressed about the movers moving it every time and like, don't break well, and it. And they had already broken it, but the, don't break like, it. Yeah. And that was one of my things was that they actually had broken the platter for that set. Um, and I was like, I don't want anything else to break because my mom's going to get mad. She's going to be like, <laughs> I was so stuff and it was properly packaged. And I was just like, you know, mom here, like I brought it up to her, like after we moved back to North Carolina or actually before this move, I took it to her. I was like, hey, I'm coming up this weekend. Like I said, I'm thankful right now I'm close to close to my parents. So I like put it in the car and drove it up to her. And I was like, here you go. Enjoy. I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure she just stuck it in her attic, but it's at least in a safe space and it's not somewhere you'll, where- You'll eventually working. inherit it right back. <laughs> <sighs> Look, my mother is my mother, my grandmother's daughter for sure. And I'm my mother's mother. And we like to thrift. We like to find things. We like to find a good deal. And that's one of my things where like this year I've been kind of like, no, we don't need that. We don't need that just because it's cute or we find a good deal. My mother has still not learned that lesson. And and she was a military spouse, which is funny because like she, she, we were a military family growing up. And so having a move, we did multiple Oconus moves back and forth and, um, but she utilized that as like, we got rid of everything before we moved so she could buy all the cool furniture over in Europe to bring back um, type of, that, that was her mentality. And that was great for her. But I've, this was, I don't know, this was like my sixth, fifth or sixth move with my husband. Um, and this past move, I was like, you know what? I am not attached to anything other than these pieces of furniture. And that was it. And even if those furnitures happened to get destroyed, I'd be okay. Like, I wouldn't be, like, mad. Like, I start, I held on to so much baby stuff for so long that finally it was just, like, I just, I kept their coming home outfits and then I got rid of everything else. Um, I do still have their baby carriers, but I've made the decision that I'm going to get rid of those. Like, there's no reason for me to carry on those baby carriers because there's going to probably be way cooler ones out when they have kids. So like, I'm going to get rid of those as well. So I was just kind of like, it's sentiment for this such a long time. And you want to have things to give to your kids. Like we, we had that option growing up, like, oh, this was your stuff when you were little, but it's just really not feasible for military families to hold on to that stuff because it just takes up so much room. Like as you collect it, it's so much room. So keep a small box of the really important things and then just let, just let everything go. I love that you kind of do checklists because I wish I had a checklist for my first move as a spouse. It's very different growing up. Like I didn't have to worry about anything as a kid, but where to start? Like what room to start in? And I always start in the kitchen because that's where I feel like I accumulate the most stuff is the kitchen and my closet. Kitchen and closet are usually where I accumulate the most stuff. So that's where I've always started with my decluttering. And like yeah, I said, those I are common six areas ago where and things I still got... just select. Yeah, <laughs> things just kind of happen to get there, right? And you're like, well, and then you don't there. think yeah. about it. Like if you if you're stationed in like a warm client climate area, like so you're on the East Coast at Fort Bragg, Fort Benning, and then you have orders to Alaska. Get rid of all of your stuff. Like get rid of your summer clothes. Like keep a couple pairs of like keep one or two pairs of shorts. But like typically you're still fine in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt in the summertime in Alaska. Like, you know, I didn't do that. Like I kept everything because I just, I didn't think about it before I moved. And so I had all of this stuff that I couldn't wear and then I couldn't sell it because no one else needed it. So it was just kind of like, you know, I had to get just donate it, which is fine. I'm a huge, huge advocate of donating things for people who need it. but you know, kind of like think about like, where are you going? Where are you coming from? You're moving from Alaska to Florida. You don't need your winter jacket. You don't need your snow pants. You don't need your winter boots. Go ahead and offset those. But people in Alaska do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so like you could, could sell them. You could like, there's a very big need for those there. And yes. And um, I was going to add to what you said earlier about thrifting and shopping. 
think it's fine to thrift and shop. We just have a plan before it comes into your house. So um, I have, I'm not a huge shopper. I just, I'm just not, but I have friends that are, and they're incredible shoppers. They find the best deals and they, they're just like have a mind for that stuff and can go thrifting and find the cutest stuff. And I wish I had that, but, but I will say they, they normally have a plan for where it's going to go. Oh, I need this for the, what entryway table. I need this decor. It's not just go to target and let target tell you what you need yeah. <laughs> which so Dangerous. try to go in there with like yes yeah target does that though I, I will say but um just go in with a plan have a plan one in one out kind of thing so if you are buying some new clothes and you're like okay I'm gonna buy some new jeans you know maybe get rid of those jeans that don't fit or get rid of those jeans yeah. that you were gonna fix that zipper but you never fixed it like okay it's fine. you know like that's what yeah. I just did and I just got rid of so much because I was like keep holding on to it because I'm like oh I'll fit into that once I lose weight or maybe I'll need it for this event even though every time I have a special event do I go and get what's already in my closet no I go find something new because I'm a mood, I'm a, like, it's a mood thing. Like, a, you know, that's not, I'm not feeling that color, this part of my life. Um, and so I went through my closet, even though I had gone through it six months ago and I got rid of so much and it felt so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a really good topic and I'm sure we could go on and on forever, but you guys need to check out Jana's um, blog and that will be in the show notes that you guys have access to that. And then you also have access to her if you're looking for someone to help you through the process. She's going to be a great resource for you guys. Um, before you leave, we always like to ask, especially our more experienced military spouses, what is one piece of advice just in general that you would give to a new military spouse coming in? <sighs> okay, so I would say... Um what I would have told my younger self. So there was a point in time when my husband was deployed, I had three kids, six and under. And I always say the advice I would have given my husband and myself would be to just get the housekeeper, get a cleaning lady once a month, like, like once every six months, it doesn't matter. Like get somebody to come in, pay them to deep clean your house. And that's it. That's all. That's stress. It doesn't have to be every week. You don't have to have like a maid service or anything, but just when you are up here and with overwhelm and stress and you can't even clean your house or feed yourself, get the housekeeper. That would have have been my advice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's totally different from what other people, but I, I wish I could follow that. I'm really mean to myself and then I just get mad about the house being bad. And there are times where that would have just been the best choice is to just like walk out and let somebody else do it. Yes. Yeah, I did. Like I, yeah. cleaning. Like I absolutely hate it. And every year, every time we we move, I'm like, why did we just not pay someone to clean this? Like we already dealt with the stress of like the packers being there all day in the last few days. And then now we're having to deep clean the baseboards and the walls and the ceiling fans. I'm like, like we've started doing that. We've started hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, we mostly, yeah. they just do the kitchens and bathrooms we do everything else, but I always find somebody in the last, at least last three moves where I'm like, I'm not going to be responsible for the way this lives. And you, you, someone's cleaning this. And then I have proof also when you're moving out, like in places you're renting where you can be like, I had a clean, yeah, I had them so. pro- it's, it's professionally clean. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes, that- sometimes you can even ask the rental company, yeah, do you have a cleaner? Like moving is what the top one of the top three stressors in life you know next to death of a family member and divorce next under that number three they say is moving and we do it every <laughs> <Yeah>. three years <laughs> and it's like just get the housekeeper like just have the cleaner come do it because you're exhausted you don't even understand you don't because you're just running on adrenaline and caffeine and like i'm gonna go i can do everything I, i'm gonna save all this money but like then you get to the other side and you're just exhausted and there's nothing left of you and just just don't and as you get older you just hurt (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. it's just and it takes a long time to recover it does (laughs) just get somebody else to do it great (laughs) advice absolutely so well thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us this has been really fun and it's always we always learn something new too which is nice so Thank you. 
Yes, thank you guys so much. I had a great time and I've been really enjoying listening to you guys um, on your podcast. It, it's so funny to hear y'all's conversations because I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all could just, <laughs> we could, yep, I know. I'm like, we could just be best friends because I understand everything y'all are oh, talking about. That makes about, me so, so happy because so. that's kind of like the goal of the whole podcast, is especially our girl chats when it's just like us talking about like, you know, typical life. military yeah. life um oh yeah so relatable it's so nice it's such a good resource like it's like especially being overseas and sometimes we're not on base we're not with the military community so I love having you guys in my ear to feel like okay I'm 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 okay (laughs) it's all gonna be okay it's nice to hear too so thank you so much um and everybody else thank you for joining us and listening to this episode we will have of course, another one in two weeks, and we will talk to you guys later. So like we like to say, rock up, buttercup.